Welcome to Season 24 of the Follow My Lead Podcast, where each week I bring you stories and best practices of today's leaders to help you on your leadership journey. My name is John Eads. Here we go! Welcome back. I am excited you're here another week to learn and grow and develop and get better, and that's exactly what we're going to do this week, covering the important topic of how do you effectively lead a remote team. So many of us have been forced into this uh, position of leadership because of the coronavirus and all that surround it, with so many people um, all of a sudden working remotely without much choice. Uh, so this creates all kinds of challenges and struggles as it relates to you and me. And if you're being led by someone, there's a lot in this episode for you as well, since you're going to be working from home yourself. And there's some specific things that we're going to cover to help you on that journey. And this all came to head to for me this week. I was getting ready for a coaching conversation with one of our clients, and uh, I was having a hard time just even thinking that this was a good idea to talk about and look at leadership development and development of skills. And um, to my surprise, when I I got on the call with our coaching client, uh, I'll never forget this. Susan said, John, I I know there's a lot going on right now, but I'm really excited to be here. Um, I've never proactively taken the opportunity to develop my own leadership skills And I don't know that there's a better time than right now than to develop them and ensure that I'm strong because I've never encountered a leadership situation like this, so I better be good. And so it was kind of a breath of fresh air for me because I was able to think, yes, all this is going on with the coronavirus and all the things that are going on around us at home um, and the uncertainty that that comes with this territory today, but uh, to... It got me reinvigorated about the purpose and how important this work is right now. And so I was really excited to share this episode with you today. Now, before we get to the show today, I did want to make a big announcement. We have a brand new course as a bonus in the Ultimate Leadership Academy called Leading Remote Teams. So instead of just the normal building the best, um, curriculum that comes with the Ultimate Leadership Academy, we have included this as a bonus at no additional cost. If you want to sign up, go to learnloft.com. Right on the homepage now is the Ultimate Leadership Academy overview, a video about the Leading Remote Teams program, some content to help you. It would mean the world to me if you join the uh, Ultimate Leadership Academy, got the free bonus. Now, the program starts on March 18th at noon. Our first live session is at March 18th at noon. Having said that, we have got, we are going to extend this being open to you to the end of the week. So if you are just listening to this, you can still get in, go to learnloft.com, sign up today. You can use the code leader, use the code leader at checkout, and uh, we're going to leave it open until the end of the week. You're going to get everything you need. The Leading Remote Teams course immediately, as well as the uh, program, the normal program for the Ultimate Leadership Academy, which is an eight-week online and virtual program to develop your leadership skills. I hope you'll take us up on that. Now, this week, we're going to be jumping in to some of that content, so I'm really excited about it. Um, And like most episodes, I'm going to start with a story. 
Braun Brush and Company was founded in Brooklyn, New York in 1875. And that company initially manufactured, manufactured brushes for cleaning milk bottles. And before the industrial era, the founder's name was Emanuel Braun, and he could only deliver this innovative product in 1875 to customers in Brooklyn and Queens. So over time, his children came into the business, and they expanded the company into a modern manufacturer that mass-produced different kinds of brushes to clean things like pizza ovens and spread chocolate on pastries, etc., but like many businesses in the U.S. in the mid-1900s, and even today, cheaper imports from China began to hurt bronze sales. And so his great-grandson, Emmanuel Braun's great-grandson, had then entered the business, and his name was Lance Cheney. And Lance Cheney looked at this business from a different perspective. He decided to bring the company back to its original idea of creating custom brushes for people with hyper-specific needs. Fast forward to today. The company sells NASA lightweight, reliable brushes, and they use them to clean debris off rocks so the Mars rovers can take clear photos of them. Cheney also has invented um, new brushes that make it cheaper and safer to inspect the insides of nuclear power plants. Now, I shared this story about Braun Brush Company and their founder and their current president, Lance Cheney, because there is a good chance you are now leading in a new environment, specifically leading a remote team because of the coronavirus. And instead of just assuming that you can't thrive in this new leadership environment, similar to how many of the original sons for the Braun Brush Company looked at it, I want you to think like Lance Cheney and lead your people differently based on their hyper-specific needs from working at home. It's a new environment for them as well. And so what I want you to do is to think like Lance Cheney. And I want you to lead differently based on their hyper-specific needs, exactly how Lance has transformed this company. But before we go any further, I think it's critical we level set on two things. The first is that you are so fortunate to even have this opportunity to lead a remote team. And I want you to act like it and embrace it. Because there are many people that will be out of work, maybe you, maybe me. So to even have this opportunity in this really, really difficult moment in time in our country, I want you to feel fortunate about this opportunity and I want you to act like it. No blaming, no complaining. I want you to embrace this challenge head on. The second thing I want to level set on is that I want you to strive to lead and not manage your remote team. Most people can manage a remote team, not you. You're meant to lead them. And it's hard. And I don't pretend it to be easy. I mean, leadership was already hard, and now it's even harder because you have a completely remote team. So if you're going to 
go lead your team and not manage them, we've got to remember that definition of leadership. Someone whose actions inspire, empower, and serve in order to elevate others over an extended period of time. There's nothing easy about inspiring, about empowering, and about serving your people, particularly in this environment. But it is required. That word inspire is to breathe life into. Can you breathe life into your people right now? Can you empower them to make decisions about and, and work and elevate their performance? Can you serve them? Can you flip that pyramid upside down? Can you put the PTS model, prepare to serve every single day, into action with a remote team? And when you do, you'll be elevating others, and that's the key to successful leadership today. So if you're ready to lead like this, I'm going to share some best practices with you for leading your remote team more effectively and to be really focused on your people's hyper-specific needs. The first best practice around embracing flexibility. There was a recent study done by Deloitte and what it found was that 94% of respondents, of employees, said they would benefit from one thing, workplace flexibility in the form of both remote work and flexible hours. And it's your job to really let go of that old belief system that you may have that people have to be in the office, they have to be working 9 to 5 or to, to show that they have good work ethic. We've got to lose that mindset if that's something that you have. And we have to embrace flexibility. Because the remote work and the flexible hours are now a part of your work life and your leadership life, whether you like it or not. So if you're going to then go create some standards around flexibility, I want you to make sure your team knows that they have a trust-based standard around flexibility. You're going to lead your team based on trust, that they can build their schedule to go for a walk, or to have lunch or dinner with their family, or to help their kids with their homework if they're at home, because so many kids are now at home. They control their flexibility. Because this is now an outcome-based game. It always has business, but in particular when working from home. So let them know that they control their schedule around flexibility. If they're meetings and things that they need to be at, that's different. But they can control and the outcomes that they want to get from this work from home schedule. The second best practice is to make sure you talk to your team about the struggles from working at home. I mean, I just mentioned it, but there's nothing about a vacation from working from home right now. This is work. We're going to give flexibility. We're going to have trust. We're going to let people take control of their schedule and remote work. But there will be some struggles that they will face in working from home. There was a great study done by the remote work report from 2020, and it found four areas that people struggled in the most when working at home. The first was with collaboration and communication. The second biggest area of struggle was in loneliness. The third was not being able to unplug from work because you're on all the time. And the fourth is the distractions at home. 
So instead of avoiding these and just letting your team run into these uh, potholes that will come up in working from home, I would much prefer you talk to your team about the struggles that they will likely face in working from home, and you will as well. There's new distractions. I mean, let's just hit on these four together, one at a time. I mean, collaboration and communication, they're going to feel like they don't know what's going on as much as they they will if they were in the office. And and so it's your job to over-communicate. They're going to feel a little bit lonely. They're working from home. They're not going to have the daily interaction that they would have talking it, having lunch, going in the lunchroom, whatever they had to feel a part of a team. You've got to come up with solutions at the beginning of team meetings or one-on-one calls to make them feel like they belong. I saw something today about MTV Unplugged, letting people take a quick video on the Zoom call of their house and showing around and showing off their kids three to five minutes to make people feel like they belong. What a great idea to overcome loneliness. Not being able to unplug. I mean, if all of a sudden you're at work all the time and you never leave, some people can get lose sight of that. Make sure you know your people. Your people know they have control over their flexibility and there's nothing wrong with closing that computer or turning off that phone. And lastly, the distractions of being at home are real. I mean, I don't have work doors in my office at home. I got two kids, a seven and a five-year-old that are not in school. It's difficult. Those are real things. We got to dedicate time to get the right things done every single day and we got to find creative ways to do that. So do not wait. Talk to your people about the struggles of working from home. And you have to be aware of them as well. The next best practice is to provide some real clarity about the priorities on your team. I mentioned this earlier, but remote work more than any other time comes down to outcomes. And you've got to provide some real focus for your team so they can be intentional about their time and their daily to-do lists. Remember, they control their work every single day. What you have to do is provide them some focus and some direction about what's most important now. Now, could these priorities shift and something become more important than another because of how quickly the environment around us is changing? Yes. And that's your responsibility to update those priorities on an ongoing basis. Make sure your people know what things are more important than others right now more than any other time. That way, they can make a what moves the needle daily to-do list and get the right things accomplished. And the last best practice around leading remote team that we're going to cover today is to have a really effective team meeting and one-on-ones. But what we're going to cover today is team meetings. Since the number one struggle of working remotely is collaboration and communication, an effective weekly team meeting is paramount. Set up a weekly Zoom meeting, Monday morning, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., whatever it might be, 
and each team member is required to attend with their video on. And, and in that meeting, you're going you're gonna to give the team an overview of the current progress, any new standards that are created, and then you're going to let it be team-led. Let them update you on what one thing they did last week to move the needle, what they're working on this week to move the needle, and where they need help. It sounds easy. It's not. Getting your team to come to that meeting prepared to answer those three questions is a shift for many teams and many leaders. Start small, give them the example, and then the following Monday, let them come prepared. Team meeting every Monday, video on, an overview message from you about the most important things, the progress, the wins, the facts, maybe even a little message of hope and inspiration. And then let them lead the rest of the meeting talking about what they did last week, what they're working on this week, and where they need help. And let people collaborate and help each other. This, these are the kind of best practices that if you're serious about leading and not just managing your remote team, you'll take seriously. Embrace that flexibility that's required. Trust your team. Talk to them about the struggles that they're going to face from working at home. Provide clarity around the priorities that are most important right now. And for goodness sake, set a team meeting that works and that matters. And I'll close with this. You can't communicate enough with a remote team. If you're using Slack, Slack away. If you're texting, text away. If you're phone calls, anything... Over-communicate remotely because this brain that we have starts to take over when we get on our own. We start to tell ourselves stories about bad things happening or all the problems and we cannot over-communicate enough with them about the current situation and what's important to work on. We need leaders like you right now. I know you might have been forced into this job and this responsibility of leading your remote team, but this, you are made for this. You are made for this. You are so fortunate to have to even have this opportunity. Act like it and embrace it. If you want help on this deeper, join the next Ultimate Leadership Academy and get the Leading Remote Teams online course on demand go through it all, and I want nothing more than to help you go lead your team effectively. effectively. So until next time, be a great leader at work and at home.